Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What is up, Sooner Nation? We are cheating this week because we are not going with a live version of the Sooner Nation podcast. Instead, we are going to be recording it. Unfortunately, at this point in time, I am without my cohort in crime, if you will, Matt Hofeld. However, I have a stand-in working with me this week who you guys have seen before. He works with the Thunder Guys. His name is Craig Hofeld. Craig, tell us how you're doing, man. I'm all right. Um, I've been sick this last week, so it's nice to finally start feeling better. Um, I feel like I've been sick a lot, so I'm glad that I have a voice. Come over and chat a little bit. Yeah, man. I think we should talk about the new setup. Uh, probably not. No. But, you know, okay. this I do want to say uh, as we get started, this is not a sponsored post uh, because I know we're both drinking Starbucks and we both have our cups. However, this is not a sponsored post. Did not want you to to begin thinking that. On a side note, Craig, thanks for joining me, giving me someone to talk with instead of just talking with myself. As you guys know, this Thursday is the NBA draft. A lot of talk is centering around Trey Young and where Trey Young is actually going to fall when it comes to draft day. He is planning to attend. What I've seen at this point in time is Trey Young is, is listed anywhere from number three all the way down to number nine. But what we or all the mock drafts can agree on is Trey Young is a top 10 pick, meaning he's basically a lock for the lottery. Now, if we were to look at some of the other people who are throwing their opinions out there, <clears throat> Doug Gottlieb, he thinks the guy who <laughs> who actually drafts Trey Young fresh out of college will be fired at the end of the year. We'll see how accurate that kind of a prediction is. Give me your thoughts on Trey Young. What are his strengths? What makes him so appealing to an NBA franchise? Um, yeah, I've seen him anywhere. You said three to nine. I was seeing six to eight-ish. So, I mean, I guess it could be, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised to see him get passed up either and drop out of the top 10 if people don't want to take a risk. Um, he's an excellent shooter, but he struggled when he was double teamed. But um, to be fair, in the NBA, you can't put that amount of pressure on him because you leave too many guys wide open. So, Maybe having other guys around him who are capable of scoring will um, free that up a little bit more. So I think that's what teams like is that he's capable of hitting a shot from Steph Curry range, and that's the way the NBA is going nowadays. Obviously, Trey Young's strengths are on the offensive side of the court, and there are some question marks, not only when it comes to his defensive capabilities, but also his physical limitations. When you look across the league and the NBA, you find 6'3", 6'4", closer to 190 to 200 pound point guards and some go a little bit over that 200 pound mark. Trey Young, the last time he weighed in, he was 178. Granted, he's gained what they're saying is 11 pounds since the combine has happened in preparation for the draft. What I don't know is if that helps him or if that hurts him in a competition realm. Obviously, he had all kinds of individual workouts. Obviously, he impressed 
quite a few people. But when it comes down to it, I think Trey Young is a talent that you simply can't pass up on, regardless of the question marks that still exist with him. As I mentioned, the physical stature. I've mentioned the defensive questions, inadequacies, if you will. But a guy that can essentially change the geometry of the floor is how they like to put it. You have to take a chance on him, which is why I think that he is a top 10 pick. But a better question is, if we're looking from that three to nine range, what I see Trey Young going most frequently to is the Chicago Bulls at number seven. Do you like that pick? I, or would you? do you think he fits better elsewhere? Um, I'd like to see him at eight in Cleveland, personally. I'm with, not sure with why no I LeBron. That, um, that gives him a spot to, to shine. Um, no, it's funny you're talking about his size because on the way over here when I was putting all this together, I was thinking he looks like a little kid. <laughs> Maybe it's because I played against him when he, he was younger. I was in high school. Um, he played up onto a, um, a uh, what is it called? AAU? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. We were in a tournament and he played up. got to play against him, but um, I just picture him as this little bitty right. kid, but I don't know how he'll you know compare it to NBA guys. Um, yeah, I've even seen six, the Magic, have that pick. Um Whoops. It's kind of like... Let me turn that off. What would be better between between Orlando, um, Chicago, or Cleveland? It's like three teams that right now are kind of in a who-knows position. Yeah. There are going to be trade conversations that happen as well. One of the things you've mentioned, the magic. I fully believe that's a good landing spot for him. Six, seven, and eight, realistically, where Trey Young could land... But early on, earlier on, there were some rumors. I, I don't know if you caught them. I don't know if you heard them. I don't know if you read my post about trading up for Trey Young. Dallas is in a prime position to let go of that number five pick. They've openly said, we want to contend immediately. We don't want to wait. So we'll trade our top five pick away in order to get a piece that we can plug in immediately. Now, some of those rumors are centering around guys like DeAndre Jordan or DeMarcus Cousins being that target for this this Dallas team. If they do that, I fully believe the Suns are going to try to swoop in and get that number five pick away from Dallas. The Suns have said they want two inside the top ten. I don't know where that's going to be, but we'll see. So you're saying the Suns are a potential landing spot for Trey Young? Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. I think that. he fit in with Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of uh, young guys over there. so They they do. It would just they're, be crazy. I feel like they're trying to model what Golden State did through the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's going to work out the same way. It but may not. There's not that <laughs> same, try, right? same type of talent. When it comes to Trey Young, 3-8, to eight, realistically, I believe he goes number 8, like you're saying, Cleveland Cavaliers if no trades happen. And that's a big if at this point in time. This draft has been one that's extremely crazy to me because you have Luka Doncic who was slotted at the number one slot. And then you have guys like DeAndre Ayton who were vying or attempting to take that away from him. Luka Doncic has started sliding. And I don't know if that's a, this draft is just loaded with bigs. We don't want to pass on one. Or if there are some real concerns with a guy who has shown the capability to be productive on every level he's ever played on. Right. Yeah, I was just laughing because I saw something about uh, 
Luca Doncic uh, wanting to date Jennifer Aniston one day. That's like oh, his ultimate wow. goal. It was I opened Twitter and it was right there. But anyways, <laughs> um, that has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It's um, good. So you're saying eight Cleveland? Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I believe that is the most likely landing spot for him, uh, just based off of needs, wants, etc. Yeah, and that's assuming no trades right. happen at this point in time. What I want to talk about, though, sure, we're covering an Oklahoma Sooner and Trey Young since this is the Sooner Nation podcast, but it is Heartland Sports, and, and we're a network of writers who don't just cover the Oklahoma Sooners. We also cover the Oklahoma City Thunder, who will not have a first-round draft pick For this year. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, what, like you said the next six years the last time think, we sat yeah. down together. So what is... I mean, what does this draft really mean for Oklahoma City? Is it nothing? It's Yeah, it's going to be very similar to last year. I think there's a chance that they could trade up for a pick, but I, I don't know what they would use, what mm-hmm. kind of pieces they'd be willing to give up. Um, I'd honestly say, if anything, I don't think this is going to happen, but if something were to happen, it would be a, a big move. Um, maybe not so much for um, a pick, but acquiring somebody else. Who knows? Um, but I think it's probably going to be a pretty tame... Not, not a lot Two of Two second round happening. picks. Yeah. 53. And 50. As well as 57. Yeah. There's talent to be had in the second round. You're just not putting a lot of investment right. into that or expecting the largest return on that money. We'll see what happens with the Oklahoma City Thunder through the draft. As most people are expecting, it doesn't look like much. But where the talk starts heating up with Oklahoma City Thunder is in the free agency. Oklahoma City, obviously, Russell Westbrook is their centerpiece. They're hoping to keep Paul George. And a lot of the fans want to offload Carmelo Anthony. Billboards have started popping up in the city of LeBron to Oklahoma City. Give me your thoughts. What would it take to get LeBron to Oklahoma City. If Paul George is off the table, is LeBron off the table? Or, I'm gonna throw out a second question, could they potentially go for someone like Kawhi Leonard who is wanting out of San Antonio currently? Um, the thing is, I was actually gonna say that I'm glad you mentioned Kawhi Leonard because I think he might actually be the centerpiece in all of this because in my opinion, if he ends up in LA, um, that's bad news for anybody wanting to get Paul George and LeBron James because I think they will both follow him there because that gives both those guys a reason to go um, with Kawhi there. Um, people forget the success that he's had. He's actually had a better win percentage in the playoffs than LeBron and uh, Michael Jordan have had to this point of their career. Um, granted, you know he was young for a lot of that in San Antonio, but still, um, he's a guy who knows how to win if he can stay healthy. Um, he's a great defensive guy. Um, I'm not sure about the Thunder, you know, acquiring him, but um, I think what you got to hope for is obviously the first step would be re-signing Paul George um, and then in hopes of chasing LeBron after that. Um, LeBron and Paul George have, I guess, reportedly talked about teaming up in free agency. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that could be something as small as like, hey man, you know, what you doing this summer? Like, you know what I mean? Just small right. texts going back and forth. Who knows? I guess a reporter asked Paul George the other day at the airport, you know, what do you think about playing with LeBron in Oklahoma City? And he just did this like, eh kind of thing like didn't seem too excited or one way or another so um who knows man I think it's a long shot obviously but um if you would have asked me last summer if we were going to get Paul George and Carmelo Anthony I would have said no way as well mm-hmm. so who knows I I, I don't give, see 
Give me your most likely landing spot for LeBron, then. I'm still... I know... Was it you guys that we talked about Philadelphia being out? Or was that... We talked about Philadelphia being in. Okay. It must have been last week. Sorry, I get all these <laughs> podcasts mixed yeah. up. Last week, uh, my dad came on to um, the Thunder Guys podcast, and I think he was saying that he doesn't see Philadelphia as a, as a landing spot for LeBron anymore. I still think that it makes sense for him. Um, he's not... Landing in Philadelphia is, is, I think he would put them at that next level. It's not the same as joining Houston, who's already there, or mm -hmm. um, joining Boston, who is also already at the top of the league. I think um, Philadelphia would be better for his legacy. Not that he necessarily needs to build on that anymore at this point. Um, did you see Shaq's comments about LeBron's legacy? I did. About I did. What do you think of that? I know that's off topic. But. Shaq, Shaq is a voice in the NBA community, world, realm, however you would like to label that, that likes to talk a lot, in my opinion. And I was a, I was a huge Shaq fan growing up. Um, I don't know, you guys probably didn't know this about me, but when I was a kid, I remember Shaq getting drafted, and I was the first kid in line to buy a poster. It had him in the Orlando Magic uniform, standing with the ball under his arm, and it said Shaq diesel as he burst through this brick wall essentially anthony hardaway one of the most entertaining teams which is why i latched onto him but more so i latched onto shaq until he went to la and i said eh, i'm done with that because i can't root for an la team period doesn't matter if it's basketball doesn't matter if it's football hockey i don't care i cannot root for an la team but I'll go sign up to see Kobe when he was in his prime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I think in all actuality, Shaq is doing what Kobe did. I mean, sorry, what LeBron is doing. Shaq is doing what LeBron is doing. Remember, Shaq went from Orlando to L.A. to Miami. Yeah. And then all over the place. And he was pursuing championships. So for a guy to come in, and just my opinion, my take, for a guy to come in, and again, we're off topic here, but for a guy to come in and say, hey, not cool, I can do it, but you can't. Do you think it was more of advice, maybe? More I don't than, know. More than I, that? I don't know. Maybe he Here's, here's what I'll say with, with, with Shaq, is I think he's right. I think LeBron's legacy is, is already set in stone. People are going to think of LeBron what they think of LeBron, and he's whatever he does, it isn't going to change that. So I agree with him from that standpoint, but I felt like it was a don't chase championship statement more than it was your legacy and what that will be in the future because LeBron's still chasing Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in number of championships, in number of championships, regardless of how you view them one, two, two, one, they're... LeBron is still chasing Michael in terms of championships. Regardless, let, let's jump back in here and, and talk about, you know, LeBron James, we're saying where's his likely landing spot. I, I do wish it was Oklahoma City. I would love to go in and see LeBron play and, and have a better opportunity than these sky-high tickets when these big names come to town. People selling those secondhand obviously are upping the price. It would be nice to be able to go in, right. pick up a $10 ticket, and see LeBron James. I, I've never seen him play. Really? Never once in my – not in person. I've not seen him play. So it would be nice from that standpoint. I do believe his most likely landing spot at this point in time, if we're to wave a, our hands over a crystal ball, it would be Houston. Houston has a lot more cap space than some of the other teams 
that are in the conversation. Cavaliers are obviously going to be able to offer, offer him a max. Philadelphia can offer him a max. I don't know that Houston can do that. I, I don't know that LA can do that if they're bringing everybody in that everybody thinks yeah. they're bringing in. So it's really going to come down to is LeBron willing to let go of some of the money to land at a spot for immediate contention for me. I wish that were Oklahoma. I wish Oklahoma City could offload Kyle Singler as well as Carmelo Anthony's contracts, but who knows what's going to happen. It's going to take a miracle at this point. Here's what I want to do as we kind of shift gears. We are going to switch back into football and some preseason talk here. I want to remind you guys, go ahead, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Heartland or check out the website heartland-sports.com as we dive into all things Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma State Cowboys, and Oklahoma Sooners. One thing that we're looking at with the Oklahoma Sooners as we head into the football season is a lot of recruiting is going on. And there's a lot of talk about the incoming talent, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of talk centering around Spencer Rattler as well, who isn't even on campus and won't be on campus for another year because the Elite 11 2019 recruit, the quarterback you want on your team. Here, needless to say, there's a handful of names I feel like are being overlooked at this point. And when we talk about all the preseason accolades that are coming different players' way, individual accolades, there's one name that I'm thinking of who gets overlooked. I know you probably got the same. I'm going to let you go first. Tell me one player that no one's talking about who will have a big impact this upcoming season. Um, I'm going to go with this option because I know who, who you're going to say. <laughs> um, and this isn't a guy that no one's talking about. I just don't feel like he's being talked about enough. Um, I feel like it's a guy who could easily be um, the centerpiece, so to speak, of this defense. I'm going to go with Caleb Kelly. Um, he had 56 tackles, three and a half for loss and interception last year, and people forget that he was only a sophomore. Mm -hmm. um, so he'll be coming back as a, as a junior with more experience, uh, bigger, faster, stronger. When you get in these college programs, as you get older, they, I mean, they completely you know transform your body, get you physically or more physically in shape than you ever have been. And so, um, as he as he gets older, gets another year of experience, I think he's going to have a breakout season. Um, I really think you could be looking at um, potential defensive player of the year candidates for the Big Twelve. Um, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm just throwing a name out there. Um, I know who no, you're going to say. No, I like, I like the pick. Caleb Kelly obviously moving to inside linebacker this year. There's a lot of responsibility on him because of his freshman season. Because of the productivity that he had. There's, as I said, a lot of expectation. But there's also a lot of leadership that he's going to be assuming at this point in his career. And Oklahoma hopefully will have him for two years. Needless to say, I like the pick. I'm going opposite side of the ball. I'm looking at an offensive player. That name is Trey Sermon. When we got into the spring game, all the talk centered around Rodney Anderson because of the finish to the year that he had. He started at that Kansas State game and just blew the lid off of the place, for lack of a better term. Everybody was impressed. He finally started to take form of what many expected him to be when he stepped onto campus. Most productive running back in the yeah. last six weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're looking at Rodney Anderson, it's easy to overshadow anyone who's behind him. And it's unfortunate because that's a talented running back in Trey Sermon. 
what I'm looking at with Trey Sermon is from freshman to sophomore year, you see the biggest physical gains. You also see a better understanding of the responsibility and what's being asked of you. He's a physical specimen who should be able to pick up blocks. No problem. I questioned that with Rodney Anderson. And then you go behind Sermon and the backs get smaller and smaller. So I'm looking at it as a really um, this two-headed monster in the backfield. And then you have the running capabilities of Kyler Murray. It's why I think Trey Sermon and the physicality that he has is going to be an extremely good complement to Rodney Anderson and what he brings to the table. Sermon has that burst, and once he gets going, I don't know that anybody's going to be able to take him down. So with those gains that I was speaking of, I'm thinking of one game specifically where I know that he just gets drilled, but he stumbles backwards maybe two steps, and I feel like it was against Oklahoma State. No, it was Ohio State. He gets drilled, takes two steps backwards, and then takes off again towards the sideline. And I'm like, that that's a freshman. Right. Are you kidding me? So when I'm looking and answering that question, Trey Sermon is the first name that pops into mind for me. As we kind of close this out, wrap this up, keep it a little bit shorter today than what we have done in the past, I really want to look ahead and make some bold predictions for the season. What we're going to do, Craig, is I'll go first. I'll give you my first one if you'll give me number one and number two, and then I'll give two and three, and then you give me your third and final one, and we'll wrap it up there from there. Excuse me. First and foremost, I believe that Oklahoma is going to have a Heisman front runner throughout the season, and it's not just going to be a one-week stay on the list. I've already mentioned his name. Rodney Anderson is considered to be the best NFL prospect on this Oklahoma Sooners roster, and he's the best NFL prospect in the Big 12 this year. It automatically elevates him to this stature that nobody else has and this recognition that nobody else has. Because his name is in that kind of a fold, I believe Rodney Anderson's a name we're gonna continuously hear, especially if he produces at the level that he did for the, the second half of the season. He could easily run into um, that final, get an invite to New York, and be sitting there when the Heisman Trophy is handed out. Am I willing to hand it to him at this point? Not quite yet, because there are some extremely talented players across the nation, but my bold prediction is that Rodney Anderson is going to be a Heisman finalist at the end of the year. Um, My very first one is going to be that the uh, Sooners will have the best defense that they've had in the last five years. Um, defense has been um, a thing of, of question, obviously, right. over the years. Right. Um, did you see that Mike Stoops' contract was extended? I did. Yeah. I did. Um, that wasn't false, I also right? saw Bebo got a $90,000 raise. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Lincoln Riley, I did see a joke since we're on this. Um, I can't remember who, pu- who pushed that out. No, Brooke Pryor. Her tweet said, Lincoln Riley is now the highest paid... Uh, athlete, not athlete, person on the football team at $4.8 million this upcoming year. Number two is Kyler Murray at 4.7, which I thought was funny, but go ahead and get back into your, your bold prediction. Um, and I was just going to say, um, as defense has been a question lately, I feel like there's a lot of young talent coming in, as well as um, young talent that, that had their opportunity to shine towards the end of last season, um, specifically in the secondary. Um, with all of those things being considered, um, different transi- transitions, um, Bookie coming in, I feel like he's going to have, even though he's going to be a true freshman, I feel like he's going to have a big impact. 
Um, I feel like the Sooners will have a pretty stout defense, um, comparatively speaking to the previous seasons. Next one. Oh, I'm going. You're giving me I'm going two. twice. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, second one. We just mentioned his name, Kyler Murray. Um, my my second bowl prediction is that he will be the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year. Um, at first, I wasn't sure about this, especially after watching the spring game. Um, but what you got to keep in mind is sometimes guys don't play the best in the spring. There was plenty of year, um, years that Baker Mayfield didn't look like the best guy in the spring. Um, but you know when you're mixing ones and threes, twos and fours out there in the offense. Um, you're not you're not getting guys who will actually be playing together in the season. Um, I think he'll look a lot better with with all the ones out there. Um, do you think that there's a potential that we could have two Heisman candidates and Rodney Anderson and Kyle it's Murray? It's possible. It, it's possible. I just know they tend to take votes away from each other, so it's right. difficult to say yes. They'll both be finalists. Will we see their names on the list at some point in time? I'm sure we will. It's not unheard of. USC has done it. Oklahoma right. has done it in, in previous years. So, well, yeah. You just did it two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. With Baker and D.D. Westbrook, yeah. huh? Um, but with Kyler, it's going to look completely different um, than these uh, previous few years with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was such an accurate passer that um, I feel like people are going to take that for granted. He What was it, like 75% of his passes throughout his career at OU were completed? Um, that number is going to drop with Kyler, but you will have different um, attacking points with the way he can move, be mobile. Um, I also think that they're going to throw in some packages with Trey Sermon. Is that have you heard any of that, or am I making this up right now? I don't I heard know. Lincoln Riley was working on some packages with Trey Sermon. Um, so maybe having both of those guys in the backfield. Um, but I think Kyler Murray is going to have a good year, um, regardless of his baseball status. Well, he can't play well, collegiate baseball, you, so he's just focusing on did football. You, did you know that when you go to the um, the roster on on OU's website, Kyler's picture is in a baseball uniform? For the football roster, yep. I did not know the that. The whole roster, and then I did not know that. I've never. I've looked at the roster, but I always do list view. Okay. Instead of the pictures, because right. I can't find anybody with the pictures. I just want alphabetical list. Get Let me click point. on a very yeah exactly. Let me click on who I want to click on and look up their stats and move on. My second bold prediction this year is that we are going to have two one thousand yard rushers. I know that that's not extremely common, but we've already talked about the speed that Kyler Murray has. We've talked about Rodney Anderson. I think Rodney Anderson will eclipse that mark regardless of who's playing around him just because he is going to be the feature back this year. It's who's going to be that second player. Kyler Murray has potential to do it if he can rattle off several long runs, get 100 yards um, here and there in a couple of games, 150 and some others. He could easily hit that. I would love for it to be Trey Sermon. I don't know who that second person is going to be, who that second player is going to be, but my bold prediction is that there's going to be a thousand yard rusher. And then the last, the last prediction that I'm giving out is Oklahoma is once again going to run the table. They haven't had an undefeated season in, in quite some time at this point. I think this is the year that they actually do it because no one knows what to expect. They don't know how to game plan for this new offensive scheme that Lincoln Riley is catering around a quarterback like Kyler Murray and the athlete that he is. You look at the skill position players, their experience, they've got an offensive line. I'm not worried about the offense one bit. Grant Calcaterra is coming in. He should fill in nicely for Mark Andrews. So we're not losing a ton. We're losing a ton of production, but the talent-wise, as as it's, talent it's not dropping off much, if you're asking me. 
Oklahoma is obviously favored to win the Big 12 Conference. Once again, despite the losses, other people are, are picking Texas out of the blue. I, I don't know where that pick comes from, but it does exist. If Oklahoma and Texas meet in a Big 12 championship, I think that would be I, awesome. I'll say they're right. I'll say that those people who picked Texas to win the Big 12 were right, regardless if Texas wins or loses that one. Needless to say, Oklahoma runs the table unscathed. We see another appearance in the college football playoff, hopefully the national championship. Again, I'm reserving a little bit of in this bold prediction and not going all the way with it, but I am saying they'll go they'll go undefeated in the regular season this year once again claiming a Big 12 championship. Um Go ahead. I was going to say final thoughts, To close comments? up for me, um, I'm actually going to steal a little bit of that. My, my final prediction was that the Sooners would be in the college football playoff once again. Um, I agree with what you're saying is that no one really knows how to game plan for this team. Um, uh, you know, last year we had a new coach. That being said, there was still some foundation in place that you knew were going to be the same. But I think this year is going to be a completely different look for the Sooners, both offensively and defensively, which could cause trouble for other teams. Um, I, the reason I did not pick that we would win the Big 12 is because I thought that that was too easy since the Sooners are favored. Mm-hmm. So um, I will agree with you that the Sooners are going to the college football playoff. Kept not perfect. picking them to win either. but <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he is Craig. I am Rich. This is the Sooner Nation podcast. Please make sure you follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at Sports Heartland. Check out the website. Drop a comment. Let us know what you think heartland-sports.com or you can find us on Facebook as well. We're constantly uploading content regardless of sport, um, regardless of if that's professional or if that is amateur being the collegiate circuit. So as I said, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy your upcoming weekend and Boomer Sooner.